Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Foreigner. With Baxter Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. We got uh, scams, 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 scams. It's uh, you know, it's the holidays. Yeah. And there's no better time to scam the, the less fortunate. Yes. Than right now. So we'll be talking to uh, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com about how you can scam the people in your life. I'd love to scam the people in my life. Just 26 days before Christmas. Trying to figure out how to get that money out of that piggy bank in my kid's room. It's like six bucks in there. You got a hammer? Oh, yeah, I got a hammer. But I want to be incognito about it. I don't want to. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Steve will have an answer for you. I'm sure he'll walk me through the whole process. Also later today, uh, we will give you the official total of the Mayflower Marathon. It's all been counted. I thought we already had an official total. No, that was the unofficial total. This Ah. is the official total, which is more than the total we said yesterday was the unofficial total. This total has been deputized. And it's official. Just so everybody is aware, I had nothing to do with the mathematics. And, And rightfully so. Yes. This was done by trained professionals, people who do math for a living. You mean that girl that didn't bring our coffee uh, on time the other day? Among other top men, yes. Women and men. And women and men. Yes. It's 537 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Medicare beneficiaries save big. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. It's uh, 550 and Def Leppard, and then the brief commercial after that on Rock 102. Def Leppard is hawking things? I guess so. Look at that. I had no idea. This is how we're advertising now. We're we're putting the advertisements right into the songs. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be uh, sunny and a high of 44 today. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, let's see. Jay Leno cracked jokes Sunday night on his way to his first stand-up show since he burned himself. He's been burning himself for years. I don't know what... The yeah, but not in explosions. He uh, said, quote, We've got two shows tonight, regular and extra crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I never <laughs> thought of myself as a roast comic. <laughs> he's a caution, that guy. He sucks. I don't know why he's... Well, you know, as a comic, before all that Tonight Show stuff, yeah, he was, uh, he was a very good comic. Is he still a good comic? No, because he's been stained by success and he really, fire. He really just has to phone it in now. He just walks on stage, probably tells jokes he was telling from 40 years ago, and says, eh, all right, we'll, we'll call it a day. Well, let me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. Is that really any different than what you and I are doing? No. Yeah. Yes. No. We don't get paid handsomely for it, though. Oh, that's yes. The, that's the difference. That is the difference. And we've never been blown up in a fire. No, we have have attempted to blow us up in a fire, but uh, never seen, actually blown up in a fire. We've seen people around us get fired. Uh, with his new movie, Emancipation, Will Smith could find himself in contention for his second, sec- second consecutive Best Actor Oscar. But after what he did at the last ceremony, there's a good chance a lot of people won't even want to see the movie, and Will gets that. He says, quote, I completely understand that. 
If somebody is not ready, I will absolutely respect and allow them to have their space to not be ready. You know he's not going to punch anybody ever again? Yeah. He's, I mean, unless he is provoked. I don't think he's just going to go on stage uh, and be handed an Oscar and then you know punch the presenter right in the suck. I, I just don't see him doing that. Well, I mean, that was a... There was some mitigating circumstances there. Chris Rock was making fun of his wife, and, uh, you know. Uh, now, imagine what he would have done yeah. if he had making fun of uh, Jada Pickett-Smith's boyfriend. Oh, I know. Then, like, pow! That would have been horrible. <laughs> right. He would have had him right down on the ground. Keep your wife's name and her boyfriend's <laughs> Keep my wife's boyfriend's yeah. mouth name out of your mouth. Uh, still, he doesn't want everyone who else, everyone else who worked on the movie, to be punished for what he did. "Quote: The people on this team have done some of the best work of their entire careers, and my deepest hope is that my actions don't penalize my team." You know, he's got a lot riding on this too, because that's income for him. Uh, it's. I don't know if he necessarily cares about the rest of the people who put the film together. No, but he's quickly gone from like a twenty million dollar film type of actor. To probably like a ten or a five. Well, I didn't. Realize- I'm talking about like five dollar, like five dollar bill. Speaking of it, like uh, like Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. he's been in like eight movies in the last year, and I haven't seen any of them. I, I'm I'm scrolling through HBO the other night, and I see. Uh, I'm like, I never saw that one. Mel Gibson, movie? like a lead character, like a leading yeah. man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. Didn't even know. He's uh he's got all kinds of stuff going on. But you know what? That's what happens to a guy who falls from grace, and then all of a sudden, nobody wants to pay attention to you anymore. <laughs> you think Kanye would have learned from him? <laughs> yes. There's some very valuable lessons to learn. Uh, J-Lo never got over Ben Affleck when they broke up. Quote, I honestly felt like I was going to die. It sent me on a spiral for the next 18 years where I just couldn't get it right. So, I had him sleep with his nanny, and then... He divorced his wife, and he came back to me. That's a heartbreak, heartwarming story, really. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a long-lasting love story. You know, you just can't. Uh, sometimes you just can't keep away. She's still Jenny from the block. And what is he? He's Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, yeah. Tim Burton didn't want Jenna Ortega to blink as Wednesday Adams. Quote: I did a take where I did not blink at all, and Tim said, "Quote: I don't want you to blink anymore." He's crazy, that guy. Yeah, but if it's right for the right for the part. Yeah, but how do you not blink? You can consciously not blink for a while. How long? All right, let's see how long we right. can do this for. All right, one, two. I don't really feel I'm like out. doing this. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Rolling Stone put together a list of the 50 worst decisions in music history. Uh, at number one is when the Rolling Stones hired the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club to be security for their 1969 concert. And a fan was stabbed to death. Yeah, that might have been a mistake. <clears throat> what about uh, Jerry Lee Lewis marries his 13-year-old cousin in 1958? Well, that didn't go out so well. You get on a re- you register a kids R Us for that registry. <laughs> she grew into that marriage, and yeah. by that, at least five or six more inches. Uh, Decca Records passing on uh, signing the Beatles in 1962. Yeah, but they weren't the only ones. A lot of them passed. Uh, Eric Clapton goes uh, all in on COVID vaccine conspiracies yeah. back in 2020. That might have been a might might not have been a good idea. Yeah, but it's it's not hurting him. How is that hurting him? He's uh, already amassed his fortune. He's already yeah. But th- see, that's the problem. If all the guy has is his reputation, yeah, and he self sabotages his reputation, 
there's very little chance he will make more money than what he's making. You don't know how much cocaine he's done since since the 80s. Well, he was supposed to have stopped. That's what they tell you. Uh, Woodstock organizers celebrate the festival's 30th anniversary with the horrific riot that was Woodstock 99. I would have put that higher on the list. After seeing the documentary, yeah, I would. Yeah. Kanye West interrupts Taylor Swift at the VMAs in 2009. Oh, he's done so much worse. I'm pretty sure that was staged, though. Blood, Sweat, and Tears go on tour sponsored by the U.S. government during the Vietnam War. Good choice. Why, why was that a bad thing? Because uh, back then, yeah. everybody hated the government. Because oh. we were in the Vietnam War. Oh. And so. they got a sponsorship. And that kind of seemed to be uh, against the times. Is that why they never really uh, were that popular? Blood, sweat, and tears? They were very popular. Well, that's what I mean. I'm like, why, why was that a bad idea? Because it made them look bad. It made them look bad? Yeah. I don't know about that. They're just trying to, they're just trying to, uh, morale boosting like we yeah. do around here. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I would have said one of the biggest mistakes is letting, like, Mike Love write notes. Like, Mike, you know, let Mike Love let, do anything. Let Mike Love critique the album. Yeah, Ooh. not a good idea. I can run this band all by myself. <laughs> Kim Kardashian is reevaluating her relationship with uh, Balenciaga. The uh, reality star said Sunday night after the luxury fashion brand was widely criticized for a campaign featuring children posing with teddy bears in what appeared to be bondage gear. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh my God, the last time I had bondage gear was when Ray J tossed the sack salad with the Kentucky Jack Jelly in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. My old Kentucky home. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once put some tingle grease in the bitch wrinkle. <laughs> we had pork arama night at the Pisco. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her a peanut grundle and jelly sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to have to look all of these up. And Kanye? How come nobody wants to go have dinner with me and my friends no more? <laughs> They're perfectly fine people. They might have some things that people take objection to. <laughs> but when you get right down to it. But that Yano's guy pays for everything. <laughs> Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash from Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when we were kids, there was a thing known as the Mercy Rule. Or in some neighborhoods, you had something known as the Skunk Rule. In either case, the concept was quite simple. If your team was on the losing end of a humiliating, soul-crushing blowout, a game from which they were losing by an insurmountable point differential, you could, in fact, forward, uh, forfeit the game early to avoid any further shame and indignity upon yourself or amongst your teammates. Now, as far as I know, no such rule exists in the NBA. However, I would strongly suggest that perhaps it should. For example, Look at what happened last night with the Boston Celtics. Last night, the Celtics pounded the living snot of the Charlotte Hornets. They didn't just beat the Charlotte Hornets. They obliterated those guys with a punishing deluge of high-percentage shooting, powerful defense, and efficiency that, quite frankly, left me almost feeling sorry for the Charlotte Hornets as they got spanked by a crushing Celtics onslaught, 140-105. to 105. 
That's a 35-point beatdown. And while it's hardly the greatest blowout in NBA history, there really is no need to endure this sort of punishment. Granted, it's always great to see the Celtics improve their NBA leading record of 17 wins and only four losses, but at some point, you like to see a game in which you're beating a team that appears to be alive. The Charlotte Hornets were not that team, at least not last night, as they officially ended a two-game winning streak, which is, in fact, the longest streak they've had so far this season. Folks, listen, the Charlotte Hornets had the third worst record in the Eastern Conference. Losing to the Celtics was almost a foregone conclusion. Getting tagged with a 35-point loss to the Boston Celtics was not. At what point does a team say, hey, you know what? I think we've had enough. Maybe it's time to get back on the plane and go home. What does it have to be? A 50-point deficit? 40 points? Personally, if I were losing by 35 points, I'd want to pack my bags and go home too. But making a team stick around for that kind of ass paddling, I would say no thank you. But hey, end of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get an Uni Wood Fire Pizza Oven at Rocky's. 320 bucks. Save 80 bucks. Get a Weber Genesis for 600 bucks. Save 180 bucks. Rocky Sales Flyer is loaded with great deals. Get Rocky Sales Flyer online or pick yourself up a copy at your local Rocky's Ace Hardware location. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 44 today. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. Looking at 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm trying really hard to, uh, cause, you know, yesterday we took a picture of you. Yeah. With the uh, with the new suspenders. They're not new. I've had them for several weeks now. Well, I mean, they're yeah. they're relatively new. I mean, it's a look that you're just yeah. starting to adopt. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I forgot to post that yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I need to. I'm. I'm going to post that right now. Uh, yes or no? With the suspenders. Yeah. You were. You, you're. Uh, I, you know. You. When we were kids, it would not be so unusual to know a 44 year old man wearing suspenders. Right. But these days, in uh, 2022. It's the kind of thing you wouldn't expect from anyone less well, than eighty years old. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't anybody want to bring these back? I don't know. They, they're glorious, and uh, you know, uh, Cohen was giving me guff yesterday for it. I said, "You got to, you got to think of the practicality of these things." Well, you also have to discount the things that come out of Scott Cohen's mouth too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't pay attention to that. Try guy. not to trust him as much as I can, but it, but but anyway, I, I you know these are these hold my pants up. Now, if I have a belt on, uh, the belt slips down below my gut sometimes, and then all of a sudden uh, the pants uh, I'm showing crack when I don't want to. Right, I'm like, you know, I appear as if I'm trying to be hip with my clothes, but I'm not being hip at all. They're going below my hips. Well, you know, what is what does hip? really mean uh for a well, guy like I mean, for a guy like you uh, the younger kids tend to wear their pants like uh you know uh, d- like down below uh yeah and the I buttocks area and i can't really relate to that because i find that when my pants are hanging down low yeah it's very uncomfortable yeah it's very uncomfortable but and it's also uncomfortable when you're walking around with a belt and you have to keep pulling your pants up every five seconds you know uh, but now i have these suspenders I don't have to do that anymore. I can bend over without showing a bunch of crack to anybody. Uh, I'm 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 helping humanity. See, because there were, there would be a certain 
sizable population that would mm-hmm. say that it's not so much the practicality yeah. of holding your pants up. It's an admission that you've given up on life. No. I'm, that's that's no. not me. I'm just saying no. there are some people who I could see well, would, uh, would make that. Well, then I'm here to fight that stigma because that's not what I'm doing. I'm I'm making things practical for myself. I don't have to pull my pants up anymore. I feel comfortable. I feel like oh, I can move around a little bit with that with a little bit of, you know, spring in my step. And uh, how does your girlfriend feel about this? Uh, it's mixed reviews. Really? But but uh, again, it's practicality. Interesting. Because uh, I just posted this on the uh, the Bax and Nagel yeah. Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So far, yeah, I'm sure there's four yeah. women have made comments. Yeah, every single one of them yeah. are in support of you and the suspenders. Oh, well, how about that? Support a- of me and the suspenders. Amy likes them. Vicky likes them. Mm-hmm. Diane likes them. Yeah, some woman named Shannon likes them. I gotta tell you, uh, you may be on to something. I may be on to something, or on something. Why well, I think I'm on something is usually. How that usually works out. Uh, one woman says, have you lost weight? The answer is uh, yes. Yes. Uh, there's uh, one guy who says, I love my suspenders. I wear them all the time. Yeah, Maybe see, it's a bald guy thing. Yeah, you know what? It, uh, more people should be embracing this look. I personally, yes. I mean, I have I have suspenders from uh, my tuxedo. Yeah. They're tuxedo suspenders. They're kind of like a purplish kind of colorful one yeah i don't see myself wearing them every single day i like the feel of a belt that's me yeah i don't i don't like the feel of the belt and i don't have the you know i don't have a, yeah because i got a gut yeah I, I got a gut and if i wear the belt sometimes i get that little impression right above my belly right below my belly button right you know with the belt imprint well you, i don't want that you uh wear the belt over the fat, the, the fatty roll of your gut. I I, I sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like to do that. I got I, I like gotta to wear, wear it below the gut. See me too. Yeah. I mean, it's like and and sometimes I've gone to get measured with pant for yeah. pants, and they got they got the like tape measure like right around my belly button. It's like I'm not pulling my pants up to that. That's 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 me giving up on my life. I look like one of those tough guys from a '50s movie. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you do. Uh, like Robert Mitchum, yes, you know, wearing wearing one of them uh, the the wife beater tee, if you will, and right. uh, so, so, some suspenders. I'm gonna tell you, you're getting yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of people in support of you. Hey, uh, I'm telling you, it's yeah. um, it's the way to go. It's practicality. One woman says here, yes, you should wear them. A little less crack in the world. Well, you know how uh, you know I I don't mean to I don't want you to take this as a criticism. Mm-hmm. But over the last 18, 19 years, I've seen more than I cared to see of your butt crack. And the and the that's a mutual visual too, but yes, yeah, I mean I've I, seen plenty of yours as well. Well, I try not to let mine out if I can help it. I don't try to let mine out either. No, but you're always but now got the I'm ma- helping it, and now I have suspenders to keep those pants up. Well, this is why I'm in support of you, Steve. Yeah. I'm not critic. I'm not being critical. I'm just saying I've seen your butt crack more than I care to see anyone's butt crack. Yeah, and then I'm being told uh, those people are effing with me. No, they're not. They're saying that they look good. I think they look good. Uh, I don't care. I really don't care. See, this is the part yeah. of adulthood, male adulthood, yeah. that I think a lot of women don't understand. We get to a point where we don't care. Right. Like, okay, every man has a pair of pants 
that they like. Yeah. That just feel comfortable. Or a pair of beat-up shoes. Or a shirt that has long since been, you know, should be have should have been retired. But it's comfortable, so you wear it, mm-hmm. regardless of how stupid it may uh, make you look. It might look stupid, but right. I don't really care how it looks stupid or not. I had a cousin who was married to a guy that she is no longer married to, and there was all a big sigh of relief when that ended. But this is a guy who was known to wear something in the yard to do yard work that he loved much to the embarrassment of his ex-wife and children and it was uh overalls with no shirt and a straw hat now if you saw somebody like that in public yeah amidst people you would say that guy's a farmer that guy does a lot of work that guy is a white trash Hick. No, see, I wouldn't see it that way. I well, would if see you it knew him, a, you would say that because I would, he kind of was. I would look at a guy like that going, that guy works a hell of a lot harder than I do, mm-hmm. and uh, he has a right to wear whatever he's comfortable with. And if overalls without a shirt are his comfort zone, then overalls without a shirt are his comfort zone. Right. What about all these people wearing pajamas in the middle of the day? What is that all about? See, People I'm, wear pajamas when they go grocery shopping at 2 in the afternoon. This is one of the things that, uh, that is one of my big hang-ups, one of my big uh, bugaboos. Yeah. I am never comfortable wearing sweatpants out of the house. Why not? I just don't do it. To me, it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I realize there are hundreds of thousands of millions of people who do it every single day. Well, if It's I, just if not I, something I, I, I... I can do. If I'm going to to work out after the show, yes, I'll wear sweatpants to work or right. or workout pants or whatever. But you're right. I don't think I would normally go out in sweatpants to go do errands. No, I I wouldn't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I you know, it, you know, I I go home in the day. You know, I'll, I might uh, you know put on some relaxing uh, lounge wear. But other than that, I I don't go out in public looking like that. You know what? I'm comfortable with myself. You should be. How about that? Listen, I'm comfortable in my own skin. It It is an overwhelming amount of support for you. I don't see anybody here. Hold on a second. Let me see here. Has there anyone said, uh, you look ridiculous, don't do that? No, 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 no. Some guy said, I'd hit that. All right, you want to get that guy's number later on. Yeah, well. Uh, uh, someone said, yeah, no. They're, you, all, where- they're all following your lead. Where did you put this up? On the uh, the Max and Nail uh, Facebook page. Oh, we have one of those. <laughs> well, it's uh, changed. It said, it's changed I, names a I few times. I thought it said mornings. Rock one hundred two mornings. Yeah. Well, that's that's the same. Thing. You know, I, you you can uh, you can criticize me all you want, but again, uh, it's all about the practicality. It's, it's like people make fun of me because I drive a minivan. The minivan is practical. It's a practical way to get children around, and especially if children have friends, and you can take their friends. It's a great way to. Go on vacation with mm-hmm. if you want to drive across the great USA. A minivan is the way to do it. You can't trust a man who can't trust his own pants. I, See, I, don't, tr- I don't know about that. I trust my own pants. You it's trust them about- to, fall, to fall to your ankles if I, you don't got suspenders. I don't trust my body shaped in order to keep those pants up. This is why I need suspenders. <clears throat> so what's next after suspenders? I mean, what, what else are you going to be uh, wearing next? Well, you know, I was really looking at these uh, loafer sneakers. 
There's this place on Facebook going out of business. Really? And uh, it says, hey, we need to, it's 40% off all of our stuff. And uh, I'm looking at them. I'm like, I'm one click away from owning those babies. You know what I would like to see make a major comeback? What? And I really mean this. Shoe rubbers. Oh, like the things you put around your shoes? The to... rubbers that you put around your shoes, yeah. like they're shoe condoms. Isn't that what galoshes are? No, no. Galoshes are like boots. You don't yeah. put something over the galoshes or over the boots. That's just a separate kind of uh, footwear. We used to have those things. Galoshes? No, the uh, the, rubber the rubbers. things that go over yes. the boots. They were like uh, they look like rain jackets for the for the shoe. They absolutely. Yeah. My dad used to wear them all the time. Of course he did because yeah. that's what men did back then. But now you who who's who do you ever see wearing shoe rubbers? I got a good pair of shoes. I don't want to get wet. I don't know. I would probably like a pair of shoe rubbers. You're I would right. love You're, a pair of shoe rubbers. Yeah. Bax and Nagel shoe rubbers. Let's bring back shoe rubbers and suspenders. I love it. I like it, too. This is exactly... We're, you know what? If this battery thing doesn't work, that's what we do next. We're bringing sexy back. Damn right. One old clothing item at a time. Prepare yourself, ladies. Things are going to start getting sexy around Springfield. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Go to Gary now. We've transformed our dealership. 26 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny with a high of 44 today. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will be joining us after 8 o'clock this morning. Also, later on today, we're going to give you the uh, the official total of the Mayflower Marathon. Uh, yesterday, we, we told you it was unofficial because some things uh, needed to still be counted. The PayPal uh some, some more paypal donations from over the weekend there was some stuff that the thunderbirds added last second and uh, so we'll give you the uh, the total uh sometime next hour sweet oh, hey yeah. uh you know yesterday i was telling you my little problem with uh bone deep throat yes and then uh you know the guy coming out to measure and then they were telling me throughout the entire uh, sales spiel of what to buy at the bone deep throat right. for these uh, window shades uh, that installation would be included, and then uh, come to find out, they never charged me for the for the installation. Which, uh, oh well, uh, I had a little issue with that because um, I felt that you kept telling me that it was one price, and then you're now telling me that oh no, you didn't pay for that. You have to pay for this now. Again, it's not about the eighty five bucks. It's about the principle of the whole thing. Sure, and. Uh, the good folks over at Rocky's Ace Hardware reached out yesterday mm-hmm. and said, you know what? We'll come over tomorrow and do that for you. So their uh, Rockies is coming to the house tonight. No kidding. Yeah. How about that? You know what? Uh, it doesn't take a genius to know. No. Good people, rock solid service yeah. at every Rocky's Ace Hardware location. I mentioned to that uh, to you yesterday. Yeah. You know how doers get more done? They call Rocky's Ace Hardware. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's- yeah. Yeah. They're going to take that from you. Yeah. Well, that's good. See, now there there you go. Yeah. Now, you know they're not going to steer you wrong. They're going to show up on time, and your your windows are going to look fantastic. Well, I mean, it's just, uh, it's seemingly, uh, you know, I should have went there to begin with. Steve. And uh, I told you, I, I, I don't know why I continue to do this to myself and beat myself up by going back time and time again to oh, I know. abusive boyfriend known as the Bone Deep Throat. <laughs> He'll change this time. I'm pretty sure he will. He said he would give me 0% financing for six months. 
And yet, and yet, even even in spite of the best possible bone deep throat spiel, yeah. they wind up getting you in the end. Yeah, and they you find do. out I've been abused one more time. And then all of a sudden, they're going back to Ludlow Lockdown for a weekend. Yeah. And then meanwhile, you got Rockies sitting on the side, yeah. uh, you know, being the, being the nice yeah. guy Pine, in the neighborhood. Pining for my business. That's it. Come and I'll... No, no, no. They don't really. They don't. I mean, they don't let you know that they want your business. Yeah. They just let you know, hey, we're always here. We're always going to be here. And you, and you know what? We're a growing company, and we will give you rock solid service every single time. We've loved you all along. We've had your back. What mm-hmm. is? What does he give you? Nothing. Nothing but disappointment. Yeah. And yet you keep coming back to cry on my shoulder. But the store is so big. <laughs> Size isn't everything, yeah, Steve. Size doesn't size matter. Size isn't That's everything. Right. That's right. We have news coming up next to Rock 102. 632. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A deadly pedestrian crashes under investigation in Chicopee. Chicopee officer Travis uh, Odiorn confirmed that uh, one person was struck and killed on Chicopee Street earlier Monday evening uh, when 22 News crews arrived at the scratch site. Numerous police cruisers and caution tape could be seen blocking off the area. Chicopee Street from Clestine Street to Charpentier Boulevard was closed for several hours as crews responded to the crash. Uh, police said the driver of the vehicle involved in the crash remained at the scene and was cooperating with the police. The street reopened to drivers about 9.30 p.m. on Monday. This is awful. This is the second now uh, within a month yeah. uh, deadly pedestrian act. The other one on Springfield Street um, back in October. Yeah, that's right. Uh, two teenagers were arrested after police broke up a large disturbance during the annual Chicopee football sword game. Sword games? I didn't realize we were... Uh... Using sword fights. According to the department, officers were working at the Chicopee High and Chicopee Comp sword game on Thursday and saw a large fight taking place. While the officers were trying to break up the fight, one of the officers was hit in the face, which resulted in the officer calling for backup. When the fight was separated, it was discovered that someone pulled out a gun and struck a bystander in the face. Both 19-year-old Emmanuel Nieves and 19-year-old Anthony Rodriguez were arrested and police found the uh, firearm on Nieves. And even uh, know that the uh, that's like the rivalry game. I guess they call it the sword game. Now, the only way I know that is because Western Mass News actually provided a little bit more information than we, you know, that we needed. Uh, they it's known as the sword game because it's the big rivalry game between Chickabee High and Chickabee Comp every Thanksgiving. Okay. Why didn't they just say that in the story to begin with? Because right. it made it sound like they were fighting with swords in the headline. I don't know. Uh, when you uh, when you mentioned it to me, I was like, "Really? Are you providing youngsters with swords?" I mean, yeah, I understand like uh, fencing, but that's those are foils, not swords. I guess so. It just seems a little ridiculous that you wouldn't include that information to make. Not everybody knows what things are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe because uh, you've covered it so many times, you know what the sword game is. You realize there are some people that never even heard of the Mayflower Marathon? What's that? That's an annual event we do uh, every uh, November to raise food and cash for the Springfield Open Pantry. First time hearing about it? Does this have anything to do with uh, with pilgrims or Indians? Indirectly. Yeah. Perhaps, but not directly. Well, nope, never heard of that before. Yeah. Mm. Some, people, some people don't know. 
Uh, after a weekend fire at a dry cleaner in Holyoke, a concerned viewer reached out to the Western Mass newsroom asking how customers could rec- recover the clothing left inside. Why, why is a good word? It's devastating, said Heather Burbeck Rodriguez. It wasn't it wasn't a quiet, restful holiday weekend for her after uh, what Holyoke fire investigators are calling a suspicious fire early Friday morning at General Cleaners in Holyoke. One concerned customer who was still waiting for a call from the dry cleaners reached out to the Western Mass uh, Getting Answers team and asked, uh, how do customers of General Cleaners go about picking up their clothes after the fire? Are they salvageable or destroyed? What's the process of salvaging or replacing? Well, they're probably insured, and they probably give you... Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Are they in, are they insured for all the merchandise in, inside? Not sure. No. Or are they we, just uh, just insured for the building? We brought those questions right back to Burbank Rodriguez. Uh, told us she's currently in the process of sorting through tickets and reaching out to customers this week. We are reprocessing everything that is salvageable, which again is probably at least eighty percent of what was in the building. As for the other twenty percent. We were fully insured for all of our customers' contents, and for those items that we were not able to save, there will be full reimbursement to the customer for their goods. Well, thank goodness. Oh, I inadvertently left a mink coat over there. Uh, must have burned in the fire. I'll take my $5,000, please. Well, you know what the problem is? What? A lot of people, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, dry cleaners have a service yeah. where they will clean and, uh, and bag up like a wedding dress. Yeah. Well, if you spent like two grand on a wedding dress or more, because you know those things can go, uh, you know, as high as yeah. can be, and you're out because it's been burned in a fire. Well, that old something old, something borrowed, something blue thing. Yeah. Uh, that kind of that's a bad. Uh, that's a bad yeah. outcome because yeah. all of a sudden no one wants to wear your burnt hand-me-down wedding dress. Man, imagine getting like your shirt back from the cleaners and it's got all burn marks all over it, and you're like, eh, "What is this? Uh, the shirt's like half burned." Yeah, but we got that mustard stain out of it. <laughs> like, yeah. you had motor oil on this yeah. shirt. We were able hey. to get that out. Yeah, hey. but what about all the burn marks? You didn't ask for that. Well, you, that shirt's unwearable. Sir, accentuate the positive. We got the mustard stain out that you specifically came in here to get. I can't be responsible for all the other marks on this shirt. You know, sir, you were very specific about what stains you wanted removed. Uh, I got. I dropped, you didn't come in here saying, "Hey, whatever you do, don't burn this." I go to this place over in uh, in Westfield, Stanley Cleaners. Uh huh. And uh, they listen to us, by the way. They do. They do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Stanley Cleaners folks. All right, yeah. there you yeah. go. Yeah, I don't think they're paying. Yeah, that's the sound that I get when I pay them for my suit. I don't think they're advertising any money here. Yes. Uh, but anyway, uh, I always wanted to push that. I always wanted to go back and push that thing. Oh, the car- the carousel! The carousel! That thing is huge. I know. It goes all the way to the back of the store and like down a ramp. Yeah, it, it it's it's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, See, I know. You know, I there. It's like one of those industries where, you know, I like you. It 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 seems like magic. How yeah. do you keep all that stuff straight? Yeah, funny. We never like went on a field trip, uh, in school. Like that would have been helpful. To go find out how places like that work. You know, I was uh, driving through the uh, the rotary here in town, East Long Meadow, and uh, and Stacy's Cleaners. Yeah. Now out of business, looking to sell. Yeah, that I was building. I was very upset about that too. I was too because I there have been a couple of times when I saw brought something to Stacy's, like yeah. uh, same day service, right? And that worked out great. And then there was a, a time when I I brought something there and then completely forgot that I had left it. 
and they would call you? No, no, they didn't. They didn't call me. I think they forgot that they had it too. Yes, and I and I think like six months later, I said, "Oh, here's the slip. I should probably go and pick that thing up." That would be, and it was still there. I would never be a good dry cleaner because I'd be losing stuff all oh, the time. I'm not that organized. I uh, I think there's this cleaners over here in East Longmeadow by uh, Jiffy Lube. There's yes, one right on Harkness. Yes, and I believe I have a shirt and pants over there from like. A year and a half. Ago. See, this is what I'm talking about. So easy, up. forget it. What? But but it was like it was one of those things where I needed it immediately, yep. and it was like old pants and an old shirt. So I'm not really upset that they're gone. It was just that I dropped them off, and then I wound up getting another outfit anyway. Yeah. So it really didn't matter. But yeah, there's a there must be like a lost and found of all the uh, the stuff in a cleaners. There must be like one of these, like if you don't pick it up within X amount of days, then they get to keep it or throw it away. Or give it to charity. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. I mean I, it's probably a bunch of uh, you know, destitute people wearing three-piece vested suits. We never even see these people. I'm fascinated by the dry cleaning industry. You know, they, they don't actually like wash the stuff. It's actually, it's dry cleaning. It's, yeah. it's, that's exactly what it is. It's like chemicals. They just use chemicals to get the stuff off. You know, chemicals get a bad rap. But we love chemicals. I'm. Uh, this is another one of these things. I told you a couple of weeks ago. I stripped my laundry in the bathtub. Yeah. Did you know you can do that? You told me you could do that. Did yeah. you do it? Borax. Yeah. And Arm and Hammer washing soda, not baking soda, washing soda. Okay. Which is very cheap. What about grape soda? Can uh, you do the same thing? Grape soda, you can do the same thing. Awesome. But you can make your own detergent with the borax and the and the washing soda. And your clothes coming out smelling like fresh and clean every single time. Now, at the bottom of the tub, yeah. after you mix these things yeah. up with the stick, what kind of sludge was at the bottom of the tub? So it's basically like dark, dirty water. It's really? Just, yeah. And and what, what, what it has been explained to me as reading into this thing is the washing soda kind of rubs off all the dirt. When you wash your clothes all the time and you keep putting soap in the washing machine and yeah. you put fabric softener in there, mm-hmm. all that stuff builds up on the fabric. And then after a while, dirt just clings to that soap. So you're really not cleaning your clothes when you put them through the washing machine because it's covered with this film yeah. of soap and fabric soft. Listen, I just want my clothes to smell good. So so this is what you do. You take the bathtub. You get the hot water as hot as you can go. You yeah. put in a cup of this washing soda and a cup of borax in there and a little bit of detergent, just a little bit, like a cap full, like not even like a like a bottle cap full. Okay. Of detergent, and you let it, and you throw your clothes in there, and you let it soak. And every once in a while, every like half hour or an hour, you go in there and you stir it with a big boat oar. <laughs> I don't have a boat oar, but right. you, you have like a big stick. Sure. Like I use a broomstick, and I just kind of mush it around, and you can see all the crap fall off of it. And then huh. when you're done with it, then you wring them out, and then you throw them in the like a rinse cycle in your washing machine. Boom. Your clothes come out smelling fresh as the day you bought them. Come on. Really? Remember that Rock 102 sweatshirt that we had, the blue one? It was like a, it's like a blue yeah. uh, hoodie. Yeah. Well, the thing has been washed so many times, it just looks like it was ready to fall apart. I did that. looks like a brand new sweatshirt. Get out of here. I'm not kidding you. Really? This, this, you got to try this. Follow me for more recipes. I'm telling you, go look, yeah. at, the, go look right. at these videos on YouTube of laundry stripping, and you'll see all the crap come off of your clothes. It's from it's from time and time again of washing them and all that stuff.
Let me ask you this. Because yeah. you and I got them brand new Rock 102 sweatshirts, the gray ones that you got. Yeah. All right? Wicked cool sweatshirts. Yeah. I haven't washed mine yet. You don't want to wash that with soap. What you want to do is you want to take that mixture of the borax and the washing soda. Yeah. And you mix that up before you put it. You got a top load or you got a side? What do you got? I got a top of? loader. Top load. So you put that in there. Put some water in the bottom of the of the washer first, right? And then pour that mixture in there. You got to mix it up. Folks, can you just sit tight while we, Steve and I try to work yeah. out something out? I mean, yeah. I know this isn't interesting and, for you, but for Steve and I, this is important. And you pour that mixture in there. Yeah. And then you put the the you, you have to turn the sweatshirt inside out because yeah. it's got that rain defender stuff on the outside of it. Oh yeah. And then you turn it inside out. You wash it on a gentle cycle, and then you air dry it. Huh. Okay. And it keeps it fresh. It keeps it clean. Follow me for more recipes. Didn't you're I just like, tell you that? You know, you're like the uh, the hack of life hacks. Well, you know, I'm getting to the age. You're now having like a I'm, hack attack, is what you're doing right well, now. Well, I'm get, I got suspenders holding my pants up. I got uh, laundry being stripped with borax in my bathtub. What else is next? <laughs> hey, let's make our own lemon cleaner with fresh lemons. Yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. 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 Just call me Mr. Pine Saw. I'll make my own Pine Saw. <laughs> I bet you can do it. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly oh, sunny. All right, now you can all come back. Yeah, you can all come back. But mostly sunny today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. Uh, currently looking at 28 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Time passes. And the Rolling Stones <laughs> with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Well, uh, Rock 102's Pro Picks pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football. Weekly winners score a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hampton. Pizza the way you like it. And the overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. Check the stats or go with your gut and play Rock 102's Pro Picks pool from Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I read this uh, bizarre story yesterday uh, out of Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. It's an early Christmas miracle for one Fort Worth family. A woman who disappeared over five decades ago was found in Fort Worth this week, her family announced on Sunday. Melissa Highsmith went missing when she was kidnapped by a babysitter at her parents' Fort Worth home in 1971. She was only 22 months old at the time of her disappearance. Over the next 51 years, Highsmith's family and police searched diligently for her, even following up on recent tips about possible sightings in North Carolina. In the end, however, Melissa was found living in Fort Worth under the name Melanie Walden. She lived 20 minutes away from her family. The Highsmith family said a DNA test ended up being the key that led them to Melissa. They went and did one of those 23andMe things. Right. This lady had done one of those, too, and they said, hey... You two are related. And then they reached out to the woman going, hey, I lost a daughter 50 years ago, 51 years ago. I think you're her. And the lady was like, are you kidding me? Wow. And I was, the part of it was like, well, how did, what do you mean the babysitter, like, what do you mean the babysitter kidnapped this woman? Well, this, the mother of this woman uh, hired a babysitter. Right. Because she was working. And she needed, and she had been living with a roommate, and uh, she had to leave for work. The, I think they had met once before, her and this this babysitter, and the uh, the roommate 
handed the handed the baby over to the the babysitter who was dressed professionally with white gloves on and sure. looked like a professional nanny at the time and then they never heard from her again they couldn't find her and she took the baby yeah so then this baby was raised this woman was raised in an abusive home by this woman right who, I, and and they don't say what has happened if the person died, you know, if that woman, if that abusive woman died or not, it just, it said there was no other information about the kidnapper. That's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. So then this lady ran away at 15 years old because she was like, she was, she was selling herself on the streets because she was from this broken home all of a sudden. And she was selling herself for drugs and, and got involved in all this stuff, then finally cleaned herself up. Wow. And then uh, now, after 51 years, she found her birth family. I forgot the name of the show. You ever see these, uh, like, it's like an adoption show? Yeah. Where they, they go back and they try to look for, like, your, your biological parents, yeah. if, you went, if you've been adopted or whatever. Some of these stories are unbelievable. You're not, you know, necessarily tragic, but you find out that these these adopted children have yeah. grown up just around the block from the biological parents or yeah. the biological mother or whatever or in some cases the the biological child and the biological mother yeah work in the same building and they had no idea that they were in fact you know the estrange you know, the, yeah. the 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 they had no idea that the the one of them was uh, actually they were related you know what's even uh, more shocking is that I haven't seen the documentary yet, but my girlfriend was telling me she why it was the guy who like donated a bunch of sperm. He was like worked in a fertility clinic, right? And he fathered like all of these children. He was using his own samples as the the donation bin, if you will, <laughs> yes. at the, at the uh, sperm bank. And all of these people were fathered by this one guy. Some of them wound up even dating, I think, because and, and then realizing, hey, we're related. We have the same father. That's a crazy story. That's a too. crazy story. Yeah, that's sick. That guy's that guy's just messed up in the head. Yes, and not letting anybody know that you fathered. Uh, I, th- I don't remember how many children it was. It was quite a few. It was like in the th- it was like in the hundreds. I think I think maybe it was like, more than that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, back to this lady. Can you imagine that? Like fifty one years. I couldn't imagine not seeing my kid for fifty one years, and then, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel good not seeing my kid after fifty-one hours. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like I. I can't even imagine what this. What the. What the mother went through with the mental anguish. And then you know there was people commenting on the story that I was reading. It says, "Well, who just gives their baby over to some?" To it's a different time. You're talking about a different time. People were more trusting back then. Well, people. You're hiring. You're hiring someone as a babysitter. Yeah. So. Anytime you hire a babysitter, there's a certain level of trust yeah. that needs to exist in order to leave your child with anybody. It, so it's like you can say, well, how can you leave? You know, it's it, it's not. It's you know, no different than bringing them to a daycare where you don't know horrific things are going on with yeah, your child. And, absolutely. Uh, you know, there, you've heard how many times have you heard that before? Where, you know, the, it was the daycare of horrors and something horrible was happening to these children. And then they come home and, well, the kid doesn't want to go back there for some reason. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, and yet it's still going to cost you three to four hundred bucks a week to send them there. But uh, I, I just find it. I would. I don't even know how I would react to that if I was the if I was the kid. 
Well, because, I mean, you're, yeah. you're hot, at 21 months, you're not going to have any recollection of your biological family. Yeah, and this woman. After all that time. She's seeing baby pictures of herself for the very first time that she's never seen before. And she's like, it's nice to see what I looked like as a child because she didn't have any of these memories with wow. the lady that kidnapped her. That's amazing. It's uh, 6.57 with Bax and Nagel. And, seven. and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, in 1957, the University of Alabama hired Paul Bear Bryant to become the head coach of the Crimson Tide, where he would become one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. All time! And during the next 25 years, Bear Bryant would win six national championships and become head coach of the year three times. You know what Bear Bryant's average salary was for those 25 years? $17,500. Now, let's travel through time and leap into the current day. Yesterday, the University of Auburn not only announced that they were going to hire former Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze, but they were going to give him an eight-year contract they would pay him approximately $5 million a year. That's about $4.9 million more than possibly the greatest college head coach of all time. But that's not the half of it. Last month, Auburn agreed to buy out the contract of their previous head coach, Brian Harson, for $15.5 million to no longer be the head coach at Auburn. But of course, it hardly stops there. Yesterday, the University of Nebraska introduced former Carolina head coach Matt Rule to become the new head coach of the Cornhuskers. His new contract will pay him $74 million over the next eight years. That makes him the third highest paid head coach in the Big Ten Conference behind Ryan Day of Ohio State and Mel Tucker of Michigan State. Folks, do you know how much it costs to send your underachieving kid to either Auburn or the University of Nebraska? Nebraska will cost you, uh, your out-of-state kid, $44,000 a year. Auburn will cost you $52,000 a year. In other words, you freeze will make more in a week than it'll cost your kid to finish half of their college education at, the U- at, at Auburn University. Meanwhile, the rotting dead corpse of Bear Bryant is spitting in his grave somewhere in Alabama, wondering what the hell just happened, and why was he only paid $17,500 a year to be the much better coach than either one of these two slobs? Of course, in 1957, the total course, uh, total cost to attend Alabama was only 12 bucks. but I think you're getting my point. But hey, and if I'm my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get an Eagle battery-powered snow throw at Rocky's, a two-stage, 24-inch workhorse. Plenty of power, no gas, no fumes, and not noisy. Get it now for $1,500. Rocky's Flyer is loaded with deals just like this. Get the sales flyer online or pick up a copy at your local Rocky store. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rocky. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 57. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Remember the Mayflower Marathon last week? No, I don't remember that at all. Well, uh, last week, you and I were at MGM Springfield uh, raising food and cash for the Springfield Open Pantry. Any of that familiar to you? I think I might have been high, but yeah, okay, I'll go along with you. Well... At the end of uh, the Mayflower Marathon, we uh, we have been telling you, in fact, we have been telling you throughout the weekend, that uh, that we had raised one hundred and seventy one thousand dollars for the open pantry. Right. 
and uh, and that's a, a, a record breaker. But we told you at the time that that was an unofficial number because there were a number of things that still were not taken into account. One, uh, we had not at that point gotten an exact number from the Springfield Falcons about what they raised on uh, Mayflower Marathon night. There was a bunch of food delivered to the uh, to the Mass Mutual Center that night as well, and I believe. Uh, yeah, just on on that night alone. And then there were all the PayPal online donations that had been accrued throughout the weekend because that right. link stayed up until Sunday night or Monday morning or something around there. So we couldn't give you an exact official number. Right. But now we have it. All right. And uh, I mean, it's uh, it's better than the $171,000 we told you about on the Say like Thursday and Friday when we're, we're you know patting ourselves on the back for that one. By the way, it's the Thunderbirds, not the Falcons. Did I just say the Falcons? Yeah, you did. Did I really? You did. It's okay though. Well, I mean, you were calling Boomer Screech about a week ago too. So I mean, we're we're both. Okay, that's it's, mo- it's all muscle memory. Uh, that was two weeks ago, and uh, it, it, it has no relevance. Actually, that was more than that was like a month ago that I did that, and I was corrected quickly, and yeah. I said, okay, but at least I know that the team's name is the Thunderbirds. Yeah, no no disrespect to the Thunderbirds. It just, it just came out wrong. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure you must hear that all the time. I know I'm, 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 I'm poo-pooing on your little buildup here. Yeah. But uh, accuracy is key. Okay, no, I understand that. How many that. years have we been doing this Mayflower Marathon? We don't know. <laughs> okay. But next year we're calling it our thirtieth, yeah. whether you like it or not. Yeah, you're just reading numbers off a sheet. You don't even know if they're accurate or not. I was no, I was given this number yesterday afternoon. I said, "Are we sure that that's it?" And she says, "Yes, that that is it. All that, right, that is the, what we have. Our official number. What is the grand total, Steve? The grand total for the 2022 Mayflower Marathon, what we believe to be our 29th year." From MGM Springfield, uh-huh. our brand new location, the final amount is comes in at the following number. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Without any further ado, uh. here is the new total, the official total for the Mayflower Marathon. You know, before I give this number, I would just want to uh, impart uh, just some uh, some brief personal thoughts about the Mayflower Marathon. Uh, thanks to everybody, our sponsors, our listeners, uh, staff, and volunteers, uh, everybody uh, who uh, participated. Because without them, we would possibly uh, not have raised a hundred and seventeen thousand. Hundred and seventy-nine. Can't even th- say it right. You know what it is? Yeah, yeah. you're right. What There's is too it? much buildup. Hundred and seventy-nine thousand five hundred fourteen dollars and eight cents. Yeah. Oh, what the hell? That tree countdown with Mayor Dom Dom the other day, where he pushes the button at one and nothing happens for a couple of seconds, and then uh, finally all uh, the bells and whistles go off. You realize we are less than 500 hours away from 180,000 hours. 500 bucks? Less than that. Well, maybe somebody out there can uh, pony up 500 bucks and uh, give it to the open pantry and uh, make that. To- but see, it wouldn't be raised within the time, the allotted time. Yeah. That's not to discourage you from continuing to donate to the Open Pantry because their need goes all year long. It's not just this one event that we do. 
No. It's, uh, they're constantly fundraising. Now, let me give you a little uh, uh, give a little credit where credit is due here. Uh-huh. With the Springfield Thunderbirds. So, yeah, you got it right that time. Uh-huh. Uh, so, from my understanding is, is that they raised about $4,000 during the hockey game on that Wednesday night. So, Mayflower right. Marathon night. Springfield Thunderbirds raised about $4,000 between... The, the the shirt auction, the cornhole boards, the chuck a puck, and the fifty fifty raffle. Mm-hmm. But what the Thunderbirds did was they, the foundation, wrote a check for thousand dollars to put it at five thousand. That's pretty awesome. It's awesome, you know. And they and they didn't, you know, they didn't need to do that, didn't have to do that, but they did it anyway. Because I'm telling you, that team uh, and its local ownership really support Springfield and you have to give them credit where credit is due. It's a yeah. fantastic group of uh, folks who are, uh, who are owners and they care very much about the community that they, uh, that they run this team in. Yeah. So, uh, cause the community is important to them as well. I just got a message from, uh, from a guy that he'll donate $500 and backdate the check. There you go, oh, buddy. You can there do you go. That you too. can do hey, that too, uh, but you better get cracking. Cause I would love to say 180, Actually, what I would love to say is two hundred thousand, but I don't know if this guy's going to write that big of a check. Well, I mean, listen, I it wasn't really about an amount anyway, a dollar amount. We never, we don't really go for the dollar amount. We go for if we can fill those trucks or not. And yeah. we did. We filled those. We not only filled three forty-eight foot trucks, we filled three fifty-three foot trucks. Yeah. Plus a couple of box trucks on top of that. You know, it, it's, it's funny. This is as we're posting on social media during the whole thing. You keep getting these comments like, "Well, what's the goal? The goal is to get as much as we can in fifty-two hours. The fo- that, the, that's 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 yeah. the goal. If it's you know, if we raise one hundred and seventy thousand, or we raise a hundred thousand, or ninety thousand or whatever it may be the most we can get in a particular year that's the goal we don't necessarily you know shoot for a number because how you know when it's it's we're not forcing people to donate they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart so how can you have a real goal in mind we want to fill three trucks we want to fill in four and and there you go so no harm done there no none at all yeah uh, so well congratulations Congratulations to you. Well, congratulations to you. Well, I think you said that. Congratulate me. But thanks again to everybody that participated in the Mayflower Marathon, our most successful ever, $179,514.08. That eight cents is going to go pretty far. And by yeah. the way, just because the Mayflower Marathon is over doesn't mean you can't donate to the open pantry year right. round because that need continues for 12 months rather than just till March or April. Oh, my God. I just said that. You did, didn't you? I did. I just wanted to emphasize it for those who weren't paying attention. Hacking my ideas now. Hacking (sighs) my lines. Listen, I'm still kind of coming off that whole exhausted, exhausted haze of the marathon. Really? Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent yet. I'm I'm coming off this haze from this uh, six and a half month uh, cave I was living in with a rock (laughs) pushed in front of it. (laughs) And on September 28th, somebody finally pushed the rock out of the way, and we're like. Oh, there's it's light like, outside. It's like the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, I know. Isn't it crazy? But um, He was here a minute ago. But, you know, again, it, it comes to, you know, when, when people, I've had so many people say to me within the last week, you know, I can't, I, I wish I could give more. Listen, one can, one can. If you contributed that, you contributed to this event yeah. because every dollar counts. Every little 
even if it's a 59-cent can of mushrooms, you still helped and you still did something. That's what you know. crowdfunding and crowdsourcing is all about, is trying to get these people to, to, to donate what they can. And a lot of people who donate are people that don't have much to spare, but they do know and appreciate what the open pantry has tried to do yeah. as part of their mission and uh, and they participate a lot of times you'll see people who have gone through the open pantry for services yeah at the time when they were you know you know down in their luck or you know yeah. were finding themselves in terrible situations and they donate you know years later because they realize this service is so essential and you know it gives people a level of hope in some of the worst times of their lives that people actually care enough to to be a part of of their recovery and and you know that's why people keep coming back year after year listen i i'm the kind of person that i don't i don't have to worry so much about that like not being able to afford food or not being able to buy provide for my children or or anything like that right I did experience that when I was a kid, though. There was a, t- a time period where my dad, you know, got laid off uh, from his job, mm-hmm. and we had nothing. I mean, we were eating, like, we would get bread. I, I think I've told you this before. We'd get bread, the American cheese, and a and a jar of whatever the no-frills tomato sauce was from the Pathmark. Right. And uh, we'd make pizzas in the microwave with, with the bread because that's all—we didn't have— we didn't have the money to buy a, like a full meal. That that means people eating is probably one of the things that people need the most. Food is like the basic human right. You know what I mean? Like you you should be able to be to eat. To I don't care what what income level you come from. You should be able to have have a meal. Yeah. You know, and people are struggling. You can't. We talked about this last week. Do I pay the electric bill before the electric gets shut off, or do I buy a, a thing of groceries for my kids? Sorry, kids, we're not going to be able to buy groceries this week because we've got to pay the electric bill this month. It's a real struggle. Yeah, or shut up and eat your sandwich yeah. in the dark. And especially with inflation the way it is, people are more more people are struggling each and every day. So we appreciate any little bit of help that you gave to make this event successful. So, again, thanks to our uh, major sponsors, uh, Dave Miner, Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, Gary Room Hyundai, actually all of our sponsors, and more importantly, all the people that helped donate and make this the best Mayflower Marathon uh, we've ever had. And uh, new location, lots of enthusiasm, a lot of extra interest and coverage that we've never, we've never been able to get like this before. Uh, we hope that uh, we can continue this for many, many years to come. So thanks again. Uh, we will spare you of talking about this tomorrow, yeah. pretty sure. But for right now, $179,514. By the way, if anybody's looking, I got some discount chunky soup cans that fell off the back of a truck last week, and I'm selling them out of the back of my van. I'll for, meet cha- you, for charity? I'll meet you down in the corner of Maine and uh, York Street. <laughs> and we'll, we'll sort it all out then. It's 721 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat Kelly this Wednesday afternoon for Pat's Pet. 730 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-new electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A deadly pedestrian crash is under investigation in Chicopee. Uh, police confirmed with 22 News that one person was struck and killed on Chicopee Street early Monday evening. 
when the uh, 22 News crew arrived at the crash site. Numerous police cruisers and caution tape could be seen blocking off the area. Chicopee Street from uh, Celestine Street to Charpentier Boulevard was closed for several hours as crews responded to the crash. Police uh, said the driver of the vehicle involved in that crash remained at the scene and was cooperating with police. Chicopee Street reopened to drivers around 9.30 p.m. on Monday. Two teenagers were arrested after police broke up a large disturbance during the annual Chicopee football sword game. Ooh, a sword fight. Is this like uh, the guys, young boys with swords who are like like swashbuckling? Any any of that? Uh, I don't know for sure. But it sounds like this is the name of the game that they play every year. They call it a sword game, maybe because it's like a sword fight because you're playing uh, the rival school, even though you're in the same town. Uh, Well, anyway, uh, while the uh, officers working at the Chicopee High and Chicopee Comp sword game on Thursday saw a large fight taking place while the officers were trying to break up the fight, one of the officers was hit in the face, which resulted in the officer calling for backup. When the fight was separated, it was discovered that someone pulled out a gun and struck a bystander in the face with it. You bring a gun to a sword fight? What do you think is going to win? The guy with a gun. That's right. Both 19-year-old Emmanuel Nieves and 19-year-old Anthony Rodriguez were arrested and police found the firearm on Nieves. Remember uh, that scene in uh, in uh, Indiana Jones mm-hmm. where uh, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where you got that guy, he's got a big giant broadsword and he's you know, whipping it up all over the place and, yeah. and uh, you know Harrison Ford just says, ah, oh, to hell with this, takes a gun, Pops him right in the right in the face. Yeah, gun uh, gun wins every time. That's like the ultimate paper scissors rock type of thing. It's always gonna win. Listen, no one's that good with a sword that a gun ain't gonna solve the problems. Uh, there are currently fifty eight sex offenders living in Chicopee that have a moderate or high risk to reoffend, according to SafeHome.org. There is a total of five thousand three hundred twenty four registered sex offenders in Massachusetts. The Chicopee Police Department released details on four individuals on the Level 3 classification for their yearly Massachusetts registered sex offender list. Oh, it's oh. that time of year again already? Oh, sounds like the uh, registered sex offender Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah, well, what do you get the sex offender that has everything? <laughs> I don't know, uh, return address labels? That's the way they made it sound. Like, we, like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they registered again this year, and then they go on to tell you, uh, you know, um, what, what they've done and how they've re-registered again and they're keeping in compliance. Mm-hmm. And uh, they kind of look like sex offenders. Well, you know, again, what, what, that's, you what, know, what, what does one really look like? I mean, there's plenty of people that look a little sketchy, but they're not sex offenders. They're just sketchy. None of them are wearing suspenders, so I'm in the clear. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. <laughs> The holiday season can also bring along respiratory illnesses like the flu. With the colder weather, people are going inside for their family gatherings, and that can be why you might be feeling some symptoms now. Dr. Esteban de Pilar, the infectious disease attendant at the Bay State Medical Center, said, If I were to wake up this morning and feel a little bit stuffy, maybe with a sore throat, I would think of three things. The flu, COVID-19, or RSV. That's what doctors think about when they wake up. RSV? That's that respiratory illness. I don't know what it stands for, but it's uh, it's is not the pl- is not the place you go to to get your license. Nope, that's the RMV. Oh, I think so. you're thinking of the um, the stuff that uh, the farmer farmer put on the uh, the trees in the Joni Mitchell song. 
No, Steve. I believe that's DDD. DDT. DDT. You're thinking of the uh, the uh, the professional designation for dentists. No, 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 no. That's the ADA. No, it's actually DDS. Is it DDS? Yes, that is. Right. I thought the ADA is the... No, that's the Dental Association. That's the American Dental Association. All right, the DDS. Yes, the DDS. Um... What about uh, what about that television station uh, that has multiple channels over in England? That's the BBC. No, no, no. That's that beer you buy up in Amherst. No, that's BBC. No, 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 no. That's uh, <laughs> I don't know how long we can keep going with this one. DePiller t- told Twenty Two News the good thing is testing is available for all three, and vaccines are available for both the flu and COVID nineteen. When it comes to dodging any of those illnesses. The advice is still the same. Wash your hands for 20 seconds and wipe down those surfaces in your home. Uh, I'm hearing of a lot of people that are coming down with the flu. Like a lot of people who got the flu, they didn't get the flu shot because they're kind of tired of being like, you know, stuck like a pin cushion with all these shots and boosters. But, you know, if you've had the flu, the thing that you uh, that you immediately can tell is having the flu sucks. Yeah, it does. But. If you get your flu shot, you have less likely uh, you're going to get the flu. True. Even though there are some people say that it gives you the flu. That's not <laughs> entirely true. Yeah, but there's different variations of the flu. That's right. That's why the vaccine isn't going to protect you from all of them. But if the big one is, let's say, H1N1, that's what the that's what they, they give out. Mm-hmm. They give out that uh, the, for that type of flu. I had that once. The H1N1, I remember you having that. You had that right before the Mayflower Marathon one year. That is correct. I had pneumonia and H1N1 simultaneously uh, right before the Mayflower Marathon. Still finished the marathon like a man. You know, very sick and complaining, but still finishing it nevertheless. You're still complaining about it uh, 12 years later. Well, it just just shows you uh, my obscene dedication to this event. You are dedicated. Nonsensical. Yeah. You know, without any actual reason or thought behind my own personal safety i just did it anyway you just like to bitch and cry about how tired <laughs> you're damn right about that i'm so tired you well know, i am yeah that's that's not a lie would you rather be tired for three days or would you rather uh, go without having food on your table like the people that we raise the food for mm-hmm. oh gee i I'd, mm. I'd rather you know what i'd rather have a big meal and then take a nap a big me- oh yeah i'd rather yeah i'd rather have a big meal and then take a nap that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, I would I th- prefer that. I thought you said then take a nap. Oh, like, no, no, like no. you'd rather have and the meal over the nap. I'd, I'd rather have it both ways. All right. All right. You're a kind of guy that goes both ways. I'd rather. No. Frontier Airlines announced that it is no longer offering customer service over the phone. Instead, the Colorado-based budget airline will switch entirely to online-based interactions. The customer service option will now be accessible through its website, social media, text messages, and WhatsApp. Yeah. And you know what? As a customer... You're not going to be able to tell the difference because if you ever try calling an airline yeah. on the phone, it's almost as if there is no phone service already. I tried to cancel. Uh, well, I did cancel uh, a subscription to something uh, recently. Yeah. And I wound up doing it through this company's uh, chat feature. Right? Okay. You didn't have to give any like like secure information over this thing. And... Uh, as I'm telling him, you know, the guy's like, oh, you sure you want to cancel? We can offer this to you for whatever, for, you know, X amount of dollars. And I said, uh, dude, my entire family died last week, 
and I'm struggling here with trying to pay the bills. And I go through this whole, like, you know, made-up story about the, you know, <laughs> this is why I can't afford your crappy service anymore. Right. And then the guy goes, he doesn't even acknowledge. See, this is why I know it was a computer, because he doesn't even acknowledge anything I say. He just says, well, what if we offer you this for, for And I'm like, did you not just tell you my whole entire family just died? Did you not listen to me when I said that? But We did. But we can give you free HBO. Now, here's what happens. Uh, when a customer calls the old line, they now hear a recorded message directing them to the other methods of contact. A spokesperson for Frontier said this will allow for quicker responses as chat agents can help three or more people at a time. Frontier told Nextstar's uh, uh, what some TV station that the average guest request can be completed within 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, okay. And how long do you have to wait in like a, in a line to have your chat question answered? This is going to start for all these companies now. Once the once one company does it, They'll everybody's do it. like Frontier. Who cares about them? How many people are riding Frontier Airlines? The next it'll be American Airlines. It'll mm -hmm. be uh, what's the other ones out there? Uh, Delta. Delta. Yeah. They're going to wind you know, up doing this. Years ago, I had a connecting flight cancel uh, on me, yeah. uh, a connecting flight in Detroit. And I don't want to say what the airline uh, it was. It was Delta. It, it, okay. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was in fact, Delta. And uh, in order for me to get a new flight mm -hmm. the following day, because there was nothing going out that night. Uh, they gave me a number to call. They couldn't. They couldn't book me at the gate. They couldn't do that. They could only say, "Well, you need to call this number." And uh, it was busy because everybody in Detroit was trying to call that same exact number. Mm -hmm. And even when I got through, I was on hold for almost an hour before I actually talked to a real live human being to get a new flight for the following day. In a situation like that, if you say we're going to do away with the, our uh, our phone customer service, seems to me on that day I was in Detroit, they already started to get rid of it because there was no help yeah, on the well, phone. Like, like you said, because everybody else is calling at the same time trying to rebook their flights. Yes, and then even when I finally got somebody, I had to explain to them they didn't really believe me that the flights were canceled in Detroit because I wasn't talking to someone who was actually working with yeah. Delta. It was like a subcontracted company yeah. who was like, well, could you tell me uh, what happened? I, no, I, I really don't know what happened other than the fact our flights were canceled in Detroit. You know, it's, it's interesting how we probably perceive what these places look like when we're calling there. Yes. We probably call there and picture... 50, 60 employees sitting in a big room together uh, all answering customer service calls. That's not the case. It could be just, you know, Betty sitting in her living room uh, doing all this stuff from her home computer. Mm -hmm. to, but And some of these places add background noise to make it sound like it's busy. It's like it's like radio. It's like the new radio. It's like theater of the mind. Yeah, it's What's all, going on? all smoke and mirrors. Oh, wow. It's this big call center I'm calling. No. No. No, you're calling uh, your neighbor down the street who uh, picked up some extra hours for Delta <sighs> Airlines and is doing the, uh, the, the customer service thing. And we talked to Steve Weissman about that. You know? We should. Because you hear these call centers, when you, when, when, even when you get a fake call, you know, 
it sounds like there's a lot of people there, and there might be. We'll have to ask him about that. This this whole thing is going to make things worse than make things better. I'm pretty sure of it. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Like, you're going to have to deal with a bot every time you go to the chat thing, because you know it's going to be like responding to you right away. Yeah. Well, hello. How can I help you? And the problem is sometimes your <laughs> issue is a unique issue. That needs an actual person it, to take care of it. Exactly. It needs. It, it can only be resolved by an actual human being. Uh, police in Oklahoma arrested a man named John Armstrong on Saturday after a family game of, game of Monopoly turned violent. The family was drinking alcohol, surprise, mm-hmm. and playing Monopoly when John started fighting with his stepfather. They knocked over the game board, turned over furniture, and then took the fight outside. At some point, John was cut on the head, and he responded by pulling out a gun and chasing his stepfather and stepsister down the street. He did fire a shot, but thankfully he aimed at the ground and no one was hurt. John was arrested for assault with a deadly weapon and was sent to the Tulsa County Jail. He was told to not pass go and not to collect $200. Or Monopoly. Yeah. You imagine getting in a fight with your stepdad? And then you then you use it as clout for a show. <laughs> well, as if you weren't the one who beat him up. You know, I've I've had step parents in yeah. the past. Yeah. Uh, I've never had any real, um, you know, hatred or distrust of them. Yeah. Enough to hold things over their heads in certain situations. So yeah. I can't totally relate to this. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, let's say you. you, you <laughs> Let's say you were in a situation like that. Sure. Uh, you're all drinking. Uh, somebody rented a VRBO home for the week, and uh, you get drunk. And all of a sudden, the next day, uh, your stepfather's got cuts and bruises all over his face. <laughs> I would like answers. How did that happen? I have no idea. Your Pioneer Valley forecast Let's today. just say that someone put a hotel on Baltic Avenue, and I was ruined. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 45. Tomorrow, uh, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 57. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. It's the Black Friday sales. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 in ACDC. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 57. It is 28 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, football season is underway, and this Monday, December 5th, all right, talking about December now, Coors Light and Rock 102 will give someone a chance to win $5,000. Join Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 Road Crew at Tap Sports Bar at MGM Springfield this Monday from 7 to 9 as New Orleans takes on Tampa Bay. If there's a safety in the first quarter, Someone is going to win $5,000, plus lots of other great prizes from Coors Light and Rock 102. Come watch the game at TAP at MGM Springfield, and you could win $5,000 from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you ready? I am ready. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Hang on a second now. Uh, Highway to hell, perfect for I-91 South right now. Oh, uh, really? But no other further details with that. Where are 991 South? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the whole thing. <laughs> usually usually a location beyond just the highway numbers. Uh, well, I, I, maybe he was just referring to the song and not really actually giving uh, a traffic update and just commenting on uh, how bad the traffic is uh, right now. All right. Well, thanks for nothing. Either way. Uh, clip number one. 
A New Hampshire man says uh, that his car was stolen while he was warming it up with the keys in the ignition and nobody inside the vehicle. Here's Mike McCormick explaining what happened and his efforts to get his vehicle back. All of a sudden, I hear a click, and I look outside, and my car's gone. It's just gone. I've been contacting the cops every few hours to see if there's any updates, and there just hasn't been any updates. I just have to wait now. It's just a waiting game. What, what did you think was would happen? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, who has a car that, has to, that doesn't have the starter already? But either way, I mean, if you're leaving a car unattended with the keys inside... You're at. You're basically telling everybody who walks past that car, take me, drive me. Well, f- let me just dissect. Drive your, me hard. Let me just dissect your little answer there, Captain Highbrow. Not everybody has a car starter to start their vehicle with. <laughs> oh, really? But I would imagine that a lot of people have the fob that you take with you when you leave the vehicle. Right. See, if I'm uh, warming the car up, I will go out, warm, start the car, take the fob with me. And then let it warm up with the door locked. That way you can still get in the car when right. it's all nice and warm. That's kind of your own fault that your car got stolen because you left the keys in it running with the door open. It's as simple as the nose on your face. It. Uh, I don't really have any sympathy for that guy <laughs> at all. Uh, let's that see. guy, not my kind of guy. Clip number two, a 26-year-old British cat nearing her 27th birthday. Ooh has been named the oldest living cat by the Guinness World Records. Here is Flossie the Cat's roommate owner, Vicky Green. Roommate? Please. Vicky Green talking about the record-breaking feline. So I feel like I'm not sharing my home with the oldest cat. I feel like this is her home and I'm encroaching on her space. (laughs) I was looking to adopt a senior cat and um, went online on Cats Protection and she happened to be the first senior cat that came up. I just felt like she was perfect. I don't think I'll treat her any differently because she's broken a a world record. I just want to make sure she's having a good life. 27 years old for a cat? Your pussy cat is old and withered and And dried up and stinky. (laughs) You need to bathe your pussy cat. Probably needs to see a specialist, too. That's like a crusty old Britishman. <laughs> Your pussy cat is about to die. <laughs> it's time to bury that pussy cat. Uh, clip number three. A man uh, is going viral on TikTok after claiming to have... I'm with this guy totally, by the way. Claiming to have spent $3,200 in gear at Best Buy, but refusing to spend 11 cents on the plastic bag that was offered to him (laughs) after he already checked out. Here is Matt Plapp explaining what happened on his social media. So this is us carrying $3,200 in stuff out of Best Buy. No bag, because after we paid, we were told it's 11 cents for a bag. Okay, thanks, Best Buy. That is bullshit, isn't it? When you, you spend that much money in a store, the and then least, they have the nerve to go, oh, it's $0.10 cents for a bag. The least you can do is throw in the bag. Listen, uh, there are certain grocery stores in this area that uh, make you bring your own bags, which I don't understand. Yeah, right, and they'll charge up the, the, the yin-yang for well, but pay your if own. You want a, if you want a brown paper bag, it's $0.10. Cents. Have you seen the how much money I'm spending in here already and then you're asking me to spend an extra 10 cents on a paper bag? 
I don't the whole reusable bag thing was deemed unsafe for for foods back yeah. you know cuz plastic only lasts so long and then you, if you if you got anything that leaked into that bag are you telling me people are washing all these bags every time they go shopping? I'm not. Well, I got to tell you, when I get a paper bag at home, you know what I do with it? What? I throw it away. Me too. In the garbage. Or I uh, I burn it and I pour some motor oil on the top of it and yeah. uh, let it go into the environment. And you dump the embers into a storm drain. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, well, how do you think uh, the, the, the rain clouds taste so good? The rain tastes so good <laughs> from the rain clouds is because I'm smoking them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and who doesn't love who, that real smoky yeah, flavor? Who doesn't love that good motor oil smoked flavor? You're a... Uh, <laughs> that uh, actually, this is called "Now Hear This." It's uh, seven fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel at Rock One Hundred Two. New England. Rock One Hundred Two, Springfield's classic rock. It's eight ten and Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. <sighs> I'm having a little issue here. Uh, why? I got a text message saying that this uh, package from the post office was ready, and then I, uh, I said, oh, I am expecting a package. So I click on the link, and then uh, I put in my social security number, my mother's maiden name, and then all of a sudden it uh, just kicks me back out and asks for the same information again. I don't know what's going on, Bax. You know what it is, Steve? What is it? This happens to be the most wonderful time of the year for the scams. The most wonderful time of the year. The kids jingle-belling and credit score going into the toilet. You've been scammed. Hey, uh, let's uh, go to the phones and talk to uh, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com. He's got a whole big, happy, joyful bag of scams on him. How you doing, Steve? Ho, ho, ho. You know, your singing brought tears to my eyes. Truly. I mean, really. Glad we could wake you up in the morning. By the way, happy Giving Tuesday. We had Black Friday, and then we had Cyber Monday, and now it's Giving Tuesday. Do you guys know what Wednesday is supposed to be? (laughs) The day the bills are due? (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Give more day, I guess. Oh, well. I don't know. know, It's funny, though, how uh, my email is just loaded with one company after another talking about their holiday sales and i you know i'm i'm hesitant to go on any of those emails now because i don't know if they're scams or if they're if they're real it's like i mean how do you even know what is legit and what isn't uh, you can't at least not there and that that's why no matter how legitimate the email appears the text message appears the phone call sounds uh you just have to mistrust them uh, because it's very, very, it's very, very simple on a phone call to uh, use a, a technique called uh, spoofing, whereby you can manipulate the caller ID to make it look like it's coming from a legitimate uh, company or a government agency. And when you get the sophisticated, really good scammers, even if you look up the email address and it may look legitimate, sometimes it could be something where instead of an L, there's a one. But when you're you're looking quickly, and a lot of us do during this season uh you fall for it so what you do is you remember my motto of trust me you can't trust anyone if there's a uh, sale at a particular company go to go to that company's website just make sure you absolutely type in the uh, uh the name correct the url correctly and you'll find any sale there you'll find any coupon because there are a lot of holiday coupons that turn up uh, on social media and facebook in particular 
and uh, they look great, except uh, they're going to be like what Steve just said. They're going to be asking for your credit card number or your mother's maiden name or yeah, something yeah, else, yeah. and suddenly you've been scammed. So any coupon that you see online, if it's legit, will be on the company's website. But, of course, there you've got to make sure that you go to the real company's website. And a good way to do that is to... There's a uh, site called whois.com, and also Google has Google Transparency, where you can take the URL of that, you know, maybe it's Walmart or Target, and but you can't be sure if it's the real Walmart or Target website. So you go to this whois, and they will tell you who owns it and find out if it's legit. So it's uh, it's tough to be safe these days. I just, I just want to go back and touch on something you mentioned about making sure the URL is proper. Uh, when you're when you're doing something online that you're going to be sharing information with, I recently had to uh, ap- apply for an EIN number from the IRS, yep. and it was sent to me by an attorney. It's for an estate, and it was sent to me by an attorney. Like they said, go to this website, you sign up for the EIN number, you put all your information in, yep. and then when you click on that thing that says IRS.gov, all of a sudden it changes to this www2.powersomething.irs. <laughs> And it still says irs.gov in there, but you know when you're telling people to go to the right website, how are you supposed to know for sure that that's the one you're supposed to be on? Because I was a little confused as well. You should be, and uh, the the answer is it's very easy to get effed. And here's why: when you go to the, if, as a matter of fact, that's a great example. The uh, the uh, getting the tax ID from the IRS because you, if you go, if you put that into Google, uh, the first about four that will come up are not necessarily scams, but they're companies, not the IRS, that are going to do it for you. And that's the problem, is when you go use a Google search to find for a company, uh, what they will do is the, uh, they'll take the ads first, those will, come, those will go up at the top, and then you also have scammers that are really adept at manipulating the algorithms uh, of Google and other search engines. So what happens is you think you're going for Target or IRS or whatever, and instead you get the, the scammers. So uh, you really have to know what the uh, the URL is, and that can be very difficult and time consuming to you know to double check to find out. That's how I got duped on that Mass Health thing. I was inquiring about Mass Health insurance, mm-hmm. and I had Googled <clears throat> Mass Health, and the thing that looked exactly like the Mass oh, yeah. website would be, and I I didn't put any like social security number in there, but I put in my phone number, and not even within ten seconds of me clicking submit. Did the phone start ringing going, hey, I heard you're looking for health insurance. <laughs> hey. I was like, what are you, like, waiting there in the, waiting in the shadows? <laughs> like all, the, all in the ready position, ready to start. Ooh, we got a sucker coming down the street right now. <laughs> you, you can't believe, you know, you know we know, like yeah, you were joking about it first, your mother's maiden name yeah. and the social security number. Your phone number now opens up all kinds of vistas for scammers. Yeah. And 
people really need to be uh, protective of it or even have a, uh, a phony dummy number uh, that they can use as a second number that isn't going to give away a lot of personal information for you. Thank God I own a sleep number bed because that's the only way I'm sleeping well at night after talking <laughs> to you for 15 minutes or more. <laughs> what was your score this morning? Yeah, well, it was 300 points less than it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> this is Steve Weitzman from Scamicide.com. Yeah, there was one of the, the stories that came out in the last couple of weeks um was this whole ftx uh you know situation you know tom brady and you know larry david and shaquille o'neal all part of a all part of a of a lawsuit as uh, ftx gets ready to go into bankruptcy but one of the things that, that is really interesting about about this is so cryptocurrency is all the rage but almost nobody fully understands how it works or how to benefit from it or or what to do but people will you know they think well if tom brady and Shaq are in, involved i gotta start dumping money into this but to me it just with a currency that no one fully gets is just ripe for the picking for for people to get scammed and this may have been one of those situations where people were losing millions of dollars may not even realize they were losing money on it yeah, you're 110% right on this thing. And, you know, the, the thing is, with any kind of investment, you have to know who is behind it, and you are, have to understand the investment. And they have this thing called FOMO, fear of missing out. And there are so many people that are investing uh, in cryptocurrency that have no idea about it. I'm, I'm one of them who is in incredibly wary of it because of both the lack of regulation and I think it's going to be a bubble because at its essence you're investing you're investing in currencies and there may be some fluctuation but this is not some kind of stock that's going to keep going up here's a great website for you guys to try and it's called Howie Coin and this is a uh, it's a it's a cryptocurrency and you go in and it looks like the FTX kind of one where uh, it'll take you through in their celebrity endorsements and apparently the SEC has said that it's great and you click through it's really perfect and when you get to the part at the end when you're just about to uh, put your money in it has a thing guess what you would have been scammed, and the SEC put this up there to kind of show people uh, how easy it is. And you know, with FTX in particular, you mentioned the uh, the people, you know, Steph Curry, also Giselle Bundchen, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Larry David is probably the best because his ad. I remember during the Super Bowl was basically, I don't know anything about it, but invest in it because it's great. And uh, there will be lawsuits. You know, lawsuits about celebrity endorsers have some of them have been successful, some others have not. The idea is they have an obligation to try and look into whether the thing is legitimate or not. But as you said, Beck, you really think that you know Larry David is going to be able to uh, look at whatever they give him and know that it's a scam or not? Um, yeah, you, you can't trust those endorsements. Well, you can trust Kim Kardashian's endorsements, but that's about it. No. <laughs> She's done very well with that tape. Yes, she has. Yeah. But, but, but you know, like, I think, there, I think you're right. You know, people have this fear of, of missing out on, on, on situations. Like, you, know, you hear all the stories about people investing in the ground floor of Google or, you know, uh, you know, on, 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 you know, small companies that wind up blowing up. But no, if you don't understand what you're putting your money into, you're almost better off not putting your money into it, I think. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I find, I teach white-collar crime at uh, Bentley University. On how to do it? One of the things... Well, that's my biggest fear, because I actually have had a student in the middle of a lecture goes, it sounds like if I do this, this, and this, I'm not going to get caught, am I? And I try and steer things around instead of saying... Yeah, actually, that, that, that's accurate. But when we were talking about FTX, a lot of this has been focusing on it is a, it's a Ponzi scheme, it's a scam, and it's being investigated. But it's not entirely clear whether it is an illegal Ponzi scam or if it is just people that screwed up when they were operating this. And that almost is more scary because it shows you, you know, the people behind this and the manner in which they were operating it even if it wasn't illegal, and I think it may be found not to be, uh, they, they didn't know what they were doing. And uh, you, you can't invest with these people unless you know, like you said, Bash, you've got to understand what you're investing in and what they're doing. And quite frankly, with cryptocurrencies, uh, that's pretty hard to do if you're going with uh, you know, one of these, any of these new ones. And this one, this one seemed legit, but it sure wasn't. Again, you can go on to scamicide.com and have Steve scare the living bejesus out of you mm-hmm. every single day. A new a new scam is posted every day, and it's endless. Steve, uh, again, always fascinating talking to you. Hopefully, we'll uh, catch up real soon. Terrific. Yeah, Love th- it. Thanks, ho, ho, ho. Thanks for, keep, <laughs> thanks for keeping me up at night. I appreciate it. <laughs> Take care, Steve. It's 823 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's uh, just about 826 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, there is a traffic alert still, I-91 southbound from Burning Avenue. It starts backing up around Burning Avenue and all the way uh, through downtown, I-91 south. So don't go that way. Good thing that's not a heavily traveled route. No, no one travels around there. No. Are you kidding me? Please. Uh, for those who uh, missed it, we announced the, uh, the official total for the Mayflower Marathon. We were able to find that out last night uh, after everything was said and done from the Springfield Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. And the PayPal link that was up all weekend long, our official total for the Mayflower Marathon, $179,514 uh, to the Springfield Open Pantry. Thanks to uh, all of our major sponsors, Gary Rome Hyundai, Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements, and Liberty Bank, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. But most importantly, thanks to all of you that uh, donated their time and their money and their effort and their food to a really great cause. You know, uh, somebody took exception to what you said earlier. About what? Oh, I got a, a little uh, critis- critical email uh, for you, Bax. Bax, you not to- cool Bax. Hold it on. Says do, it on- do, do you need to need an intro for this? Yeah, you might as well. Letters. Oh, we get letters. Oh, we get letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail a day. Reach right in and pull one out. Oh, we get letters. Oh, boy. Mailman. Mail today. All right. You ready for this one? Yeah. It's, it's titled Not Cool Backs. And Backs is in capital letters with a bunch of exclamation marks. This note is for Backs. You just announced the awesome and incredible total raised for the open pantry. Steve is talking about how people have a real struggle choosing between paying to keep the lights on or putting food on the table. And your comment is, quote, shut up and eat your sandwich in the dark? That's pretty insensitive. 
I still love you, but I think you should apologize for that statement. <sighs> Sincerely, a longtime faithful listener. All right, dear longtime faithful listener, it was a joke. Not suggesting that anyone eats a sandwich in the dark. I don't know. You know I what? think you are the devil in this uh, newfound I, radio relationship. Maybe so, but Steve, let me just say for the record that I have been a long-standing uh, proponent of eating sandwiches in well-lit areas. I would prefer not to eat a sandwich in the dark. Given the choice between a sandwich or eating in a darkened room, I probably would take the sandwich, but that's just me. If you have any more hate mail for Bash, you can send it to Steve at rock102.com so I can read it before I give him all the juicy details. It's uh, 829 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A pedestrian was struck and killed by a vehicle Monday evening in Chicopee. The man was hit about 5.30 p.m. near 548 Chicopee Street. The driver remained at the scene after the crash. Uh, officers arrived and provided f- uh, aid until paramedics arrived and pronounced him dead at the scene, according to uh, Chicopee Police. Chicopee Street was expected to remain closed between Celestine Street and Charpentier Boulevard until about 10 p.m. while investigators cleared that scene. The crash is being investigated by the Chicopee Police Accident Reconstruction Unit. Uh, They did not release the name of the driver or the victim. This is the second fatal crash to take place in the city in five days. One man was killed and seriously injured, uh, and a second seriously injured in a single car crash that took place at about 2.15 a.m. Thursday on Center Street. That was a deadly accident over on Springfield Street last month. Mm. Then another guy gets hit by a car, survives, and then unfortunately another one happens last night. People got to like pay attention to what they're doing you know, and, and slow down. Where on Springfield Street was this last one? I, it said 548. I, it wasn't Springfield. It was Chicopee Street, which is a different street. Oh, I see. I got um, you. That, that's always weird to me, too, how they do that. Springfield Street <clears throat> in Chicopee, that makes more sense than Chicopee Street in Chicopee. Yes. Well, I mean, the, the, the point I was going to make is these are you know heavily populated areas, and yeah. the speed limit in a heavily populated area means you should probably be paying attention to the speed limits and being paying attention to the road well, and of, pedestrians. A lot of those speed limits are 30 miles an hour through the you know there's obviously some places that have 20 miles an hour you're going through a school zone and stuff like that but 30 miles an hour and 30 miles an hour is still pretty fast when oh. you're going through a highly populated area i agree i agree but you know when you're in a highly populated area regardless of what time of day you got to pay attention to everything yes people you do. yeah cars everything Traffic was backed up on I-391 South in Chicopee yesterday afternoon after a car flipped onto its roof. There was video showing the accident just before 1 p.m. on Monday where it shows a car flipped upside down and a man lying on the pavement close to the flipped car. The accident led to slowdowns on the route that lasted about an hour. Uh, 22 News reached out to the state police for more details on the accident, and they didn't get any. Because probably somebody at the state police barracks goes, why? You're not going to publish the information anyway. (laughs) <laughs> oh no 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 steve they'll, they'll give you information as they feel that you need to know it yeah oh wow i'm looking at the video now 
That's crazy. They they show there's somebody walking away from the scene. There's cop cars there, and then there's a guy lying on the ground. Where are you seeing this? That's on 22. I mean, you could probably take you 10 minutes to find it. But, yeah, well, uh, I, I'm, I guess I'm not going to. You don't have that kind of time. No. Do you? Uh, the Shriners, they helped us out last week during that Mayflower Marathon. Yes, they did. The Melha Shriners annual Festival of Trees event is in full swing. It runs every day until Saturday, December 4th over at the Clarion Hotel in Aqua Lagoon Water Park in West Springfield. I'll tell you what. What? How clever is that? Festival. I like that. I like that, too. People can take their chances at taking home one of the many creative and uh, decoratively designed trees through a raffle with the Springfield Shriners converting it into an outpatient model by the end of the year. Uh, 22 News spoke with the regional director of public relations, uh, Michael White, uh, where about where the proceeds will go. And then they talk about, you know, all the things that the Shriners do for the kids and, and all that stuff. Now, I was under the impression last week. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on the air. I said to one of the Shriners, "Hey, where's the monkeys?" As if yeah, and, and, and there were like Shriner monkeys. Yes, uh, and I, for some reason, I have this visual in my head of these uh, monkeys wearing fez, fezes. Fe- how do you say? It? What's the plural of fezes? Fez. It's just fez. I don't know. Uh, what's the? Uh, why am I thinking? Why was I thinking of that? Why I know, was I, I thinking I have that no... monkey? And then I like asked the guy, and he's, and then the lady was like, uh, and then there was a lady who's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, see, I, I'm, uh, I'm with you on that one because I have never, I mean, with her on that one, I have never heard of there being a uh, a Shriner monkey. I mean, if you're talking about a, you know, like a bathtub, a motorized bathtub on wheels, okay, that's fine. You're talking about uh, like a. Like a comforter, motorized comforter, yeah, uh, you know, a, a recliner, right? Okay, that makes sense to me. But a monkey, never heard of it. You never heard of a Shriner monkey? I have never heard or seen of a Shriner monkey. That's so odd. I, for some reason, I, w- I, I was under the impression that uh, the Shriners had like a like a gaggle of monkeys. No, no, like I, I don't believe so. Hanging around, ready to have fun, and then and then I was also <clears throat> told that. Maybe I was thinking of the circus that they used to have. They used to have the circus every year. Well, then that, then they had monkeys. But, you know, typically speaking, <clears throat> there were no monkeys uh, either at, at at Shriner events, Shriner halls. Even the Shriner, the, the Shriner's hospital, I don't believe, uh, cares for monkeys. Oh, you don't think so? No. I don't believe so. Monkey, everybody loves monkeys. How do it's you not, not about love loving monkeys. monkeys. It's, you know, they're not they're, they're a hospital, but that is ill prepared for innocent primates. I believe we have monkey experts on the phone with us. Uh, Rock one hundred, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, hey, it's Evan. What's up, hey, Evan? You know what you're, you're thinking of? In Aladdin, the little monkey Abu wore one of those hats. That's what you're thinking. That's of. what I'm thinking of. Why did I okay. associate yeah, that, that with the Shriners? But that, yeah, that monkey was not a Shriner. No. <laughs> He rocked one of those little fezzes, though. Oh, he driving around on a little uh, flying carpet? Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, Steal everybody's apples. That's the one. Yeah, okay. okay, well, thank All right, you. Thanks for the All call. Right. All right, by the way, the plural of fezzes, uh, of fez is fezzes. You were right. Fezzes. Yes. That doesn't sound right. Though. It doesn't, but, you know, how many people? Most people that have a fez, I don't know if they've got multiple fezzes. Ooh, cheese it. It's the fez. Or is that the fuzz? It's the fuzz. Yeah. I like the Fez, though. Fez is a good look. Why do they call cops the Fuzz? What's that all about? I don't really know. Oh. 
You keep looking at your watch again. You making me. You making me look we, like don't. I'm, like, don't don't look. Don't pay attention to me. It's uh, it's Giving Tuesday, and you know, we just talked about that with Steve Weissman uh, not too long ago. And you're encouraged to donate and volunteer. A recent poll uh, for it, though. Uh, oh, see, I, I we never had that. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, right. go ahead. Ready? Recent poll. A recent poll. Service said. See, we we're always late to the draw. It's all right. It's all right. Anyway, a recent poll for it found 93% of us think of ourselves as generous. So uh, get out there and prove it. According to Google, here are the top questions we've been asking about. When is Giving Tuesday? Uh, It's uh, between Monday and Wednesday. It's always the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving. It sort of piggybacks on top of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Okay. Yeah. See, to me, giving shouldn't necessarily be uh, regulated for one day a year. You should be giving all year long. What is Giving Tuesday? Instead of buying stuff for yourself, it's about being generous and donating. The first Giving Tuesday was in 2012, so it marks the 10th anniversary. Are you sure it's the 10th and not the 11th? Which one are you measuring from? Oh, we were just deciding God. this Here about the Mayflower Marathon. Here we go again. More than 85 countries are involved now, and Americans alone gave about $2.7 billion last year. Here's another question. How to set up Giving Tuesday on Facebook. That's one way people donate. Just go to Facebook.com slash fundraisers, and you can walk through your own charity and uh, have people help you uh, donate for that. You you could do that, mm-hmm. or you could just write a big fat check to your favorite charity and not make a big deal out of it, is, which is what I prefer to do, is if I'm going to make a donation, I don't tell anybody <laughs> about it. That's between me and my my uh, my bank account and whoever benefits from my um philanthropy it's also a good way to show that you really didn't donate to anybody i don't need to show anybody that i donated yes you do who everybody the only ones that really know of the irs at the end of the year you know with your little remark about eating a sandwich in the dark while somebody can't afford to pay their electric bill but uh, can only afford groceries for the week yeah it sounds like you really don't care about people who uh who have problems like you know, that I think you are putting words into my mouth. I didn't put words into your mouth. Because that listener I wrote in and said you you were being a bastard by uh, saying all that stuff. Well, someone didn't understand the joke. I actually thought it was quite clever. But if you know, I I, uh, I understand that not everybody is going to be on board with that comment. Nevertheless, when I give, I give till it hurts. What I don't do is tell everybody you're not going to believe how much I just gave to this charity. I don't do that. I would much rather have it be, you know, a silent transaction. I'm not there for my own shameless self-promotion. I had a... Uh, <laughs> I mean, what do people think I am? Some I had, sort of out-of-control egomaniac? I, uh, I'm usually pretty giving to those people on the traffic islands. I know you're not supposed to, but I do. You know, many of them are just using it for things like food and shelter, right? What, the people on the traffic islands? No, I'm kidding. They usually use it for drugs and booze. Yes, that's what I would do with it. <laughs> Listen, you're, you've lost all hope. You're you're on a traffic island yeah. in the middle of downtown Springfield. Right. What else are you going to do with that money? You can't. You can't. Somebody gives you twenty bucks. Let's just say some 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 guy, some giving guy or woman, female comes along and gives you twenty bucks. Sure. What are you going to do with that twenty bucks? Well, I'm not going to invest it in uh, FTX, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies. No, but. Uh, you not have enough money to like, you know, go buy a hotel for the night or 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 or, you know, put money down for rent. Right. But what's close by? 
A liquor a store? A fast food restaurant and a liquor store. Sometimes they serve, they, they sell food inside the liquor store. That's Like I could get like yeah. a whole sleeve of schnapps. And Funyuns. And, and a bag of Funyuns, yeah. and I'm all set for the night. Yeah, I would definitely... I would definitely buy that kind of stuff with, yeah. with the money that somebody gave me off the street. And you know what? That makes them happy. See, but that's your survival instinct taking over. I'm telling you, I got to give those Steve Nagel is my safe word t-shirts out to people that are standing on the corner. I bet you I could increase the revenue yeah. that they get just by wearing that shirt. How many you got left? I got quite a few, actually. Really? Yeah. I thought the demand would have been higher. No, I actually sold quite a few of them, and uh, many of them went to charity. Well, there you go. How about that? See, I would have, uh, I wouldn't have been so self-promoting. But you know, it would be kind of nice to see people on the street with the Nagel is my safe word T-shirt. Yeah, I would be willing. I would probably be more willing to roll down my window if I saw a guy wearing a Nagel is my safe word T-shirt. You know what? Then some guy holding a piece of cardboard that you can't even read what he wrote. Yeah, it, I would it, like to. You know, you know, listen, your penmanship is terrible, and. The pen was too small, so I can't read what you got there. All I all I all I see is you holding a piece of cardboard. Look, I, I appreciate the ones who uh, who are honest. The ones with the uh, we saw, I saw that in Vegas a lot, mm-hmm. walking down the street. I need money for booze and gambling. You can give the guy five bucks. Why not? Right? Yeah, at what least he's hell? not BSing you. There was a guy in Toronto years ago who said, uh, "We'll take um, vulgar verbal abuse for money." <laughs> So, uh, me and the guy Dave, remember that guy Dave with the uh, the giant testicle? Yeah, I do. Yeah, him and I were uh, walking, this was before his testicle exploded, but we were walking the streets of Toronto, <laughs> and we see this kid, and he's got, and I'm like, that is a clever idea. Yeah. So, I gave him $5, and I told him what a, and used a bunch of expletives, and told him what a disappointment he is to his family, yeah. and why can't he get his crap together, and what the hell is wrong with you? Oh, that's good. He benefited from the money. I felt good for unleashing my uh, stereotypes about people like himself the right best. there on the street. I saw one in Midtown Manhattan. Some guy said it with a with a sign that said, "Looking for money for booze, cigarettes, and hookers." At least I'm not BSing you. That's what I'm. That's I, the kind of honesty yeah. you can appreciate. And 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 don't get me wrong. There are definitely people out there that are desolate and don't have anything and yeah. don't know where to turn and do ask for money on that. That's why you can't really uh, pick and choose which ones you're going to give money to. You either but you know do what? It if, or you're not. If if that guy could grab say a hundred dollars a day, mm-hmm. okay, he's going to find that twenty five dollar hooker behind that dumpster. Yeah. He's going to get himself some cigarettes, and he'll still have a few bucks left over for some schnapps. I was thinking about dressing up and uh, disguising myself and doing this myself. The only thing, they look at a guy like me and they're like, he doesn't need any more food. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't like, know. I mean, he is wearing those suspenders. How many, like, overweight people do you see doing that on the on a, on a traffic island? Not very many. Quite a few because of what they're eating is, is unhealthy stuff. It's all processed foods, you know, chips. It's not healthy food. I mean, that, they're not even looking at, like, trying to go... Keto right, so maybe, or you know, go, go full carnivore. Who can afford uh, that kind of food with these prices these days? Maybe I got a shot. Maybe you do. How, how can I look like a really homely person? Ooh. I got that old WMAS stuff in my closet. I can put that on. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, I used to work for these guys. They like kicked me out on the street. Thank you, Dave James. Yeah, thank you, Dave and the crew. (laughs) (laughs) 
your Pioneer Valley forecast. Dave right? James and QVC yeah. ruined my life. He killed me. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 45. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 56. It is 32 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Ah, REM on Light 102.1. <clears throat> Springfield's light music. You know, Steve, it's really not that light of a song. It's uh, it's maybe one of their biggest hits. Uh, classic rock. What would you do? What would you? What would you prefer? That or shiny happy people? Or it's the end of the world as we know it. What about Stand? Stand was a great song. <sighs> what about uh, yeah, end of the world as we know it? That was a great tune too. A drive was a great tune. You know, uh, REM is one of those bands when they like first came out. I thought they were awesome. Yeah, yeah. like they, like they had so many really great songs. Then as soon as as soon as every bar was playing, it's the end of the world as we know it. That's yeah. the very moment I said, "Okay, we're done here." I'd rather hear that. I'm over than it. that. I really. That's that's like one of the my least favorite songs of the world. By it's the, way, the end of the world as we know it. All my bitching about scar tissue from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Will no longer be played on this radio. Come on, Steve. You don't have that kind of juice. By tomorrow, I was told that it will no longer uh, poison the airwaves of this great radio station. You know, Steve, honestly, um, I don't think it's as nearly as terrible as you do. You don't think that song is terrible? No, I think it's terrible, just not nearly as terrible as you do. Oh, it's horrible. That's all uh, I'm saying. My my next goal, that song right there that we just played. (laughs) Losing my religion. Oh, my God. How many times do we have to hear that one? Come on. We should be celebrating all of this great music. Some of the greatest songs ever recorded right here on Rock 102. Really? Yeah. Yes. 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 Many of them are great Mm. songs. Mm -hmm. But there are also many other great songs by those same artists. All right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I will call the boss after the show, and I will say, could you please play Shiny Happy People mm-hmm. on the Bax and Nagel show? No, so I don't want Shiny Happy People. Okay. Uh, could you please play It's the End of the World as We Know It? Yeah, there you go. Yes. That's Because I celebrate that Ooh. song in the hardest way possible. Well, because uh, I don't think people understand how the music gets picked around here. It's basically we're told what to play because somebody went out and did a survey and mm-hmm. said, "Oh, what do you? Here's a couple of bucks. Uh, you tell us what your top 100 songs are." Right. And then they check off, you know, "Sweet Home Alabama" or "Give Me Three Steps" or. Listen, if if I got a chance to play the yeah. music that I want to play. Every day would sound like Baxi's musical fun bag. Sunday nights at 9 o'clock, just before Little Steven's Underground Garage. The loudest hour on Rock 102. Hey, now. But I don't do that because I realize that not everybody is going to be on board with that kind of drastic change around the clock. Mm -hmm. I would never do that. On the other hand, uh, that's just the way things uh, happen to go. Yeah, you're looking at your watch again like we're ready to get out of here. Well, I'm almost ready to get out of here, to be quite honest with you. I've, uh, I've, I've almost run out of uh, ambition. All right. Let me uh will you give me uh you give me 5 bucks if I can guess what the first song or the first artist of the next hour is. Okay, go ahead. Ready? Yes. I 
I'm going to guess. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, the Rolling Stones. No. Oh, who is it? I'm not telling you. Well, who is it? You'll just have to find out for, to to be sure. Well, just tell me who this is. Uh, Kiss. Kiss. Yes. Is it rock and roll all night or Beth? We don't play Beth. That's my point. <laughs> Would you prefer that we play Beth? Yeah. What What is it coming up? It's rock, rock and, and roll, roll all night, night. and party, party every, every, every day. day. Yes, of course. Yes. Would you prefer I, I Was Made for roll. Loving You? Huh? Would you prefer I Was Made for Loving You, their disco song? Yeah, I could do that one. Get out of town. You uh, I've, you I've heard rock and roll all night many times. Well, we sometimes play Detroit Rock City or Shout It Out Loud, yeah. but we're not going to play Beth. I can tell you that right now. Well, we should. No, we should not. That's a great song. That is a piece of... What did you just call it? I called it a piece of crap. You wouldn't know good music if it hit you in the face. <laughs> ha! Ha! Oh, you what? Don't forget to listen to your scumbag show every night seven eight, uh, nine, don't nine, you, nine o'clock. Don't you start in yeah. with me, Mister? Yeah. <laughs> it's eight fifty eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. New England.